Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining me today on the Divine Messages podcast. My name is Karina, and I am a psychic medium out of Calgary, Alberta. Every other week, I have a plan for what episode I'm going to write and release, but Spirit always takes over and asks me to work on very specific ones and put them out. So, last week, something happened that I've been guided to talk about in today's episode. There are times when I say that being psychic can feel like a curse. I sometimes go back and forth with feeling it's a blessing and other times I'm exhausted with this way of life. And don't get me wrong, I really love helping people so much and I truly love being a messenger for the other side. The part that I find very difficult is knowing things about people or knowing events before they actually happen. And that's the part that can be very confusing, upsetting and overwhelming. For my life, I'm always given a one-week warning by spirit when someone close to me will pass. I don't always know who. I am just told that it will be a family member. I'm grateful that they want to prepare me, but many times I go into full fear mode for an entire week, worrying who it will be. I could probably do a full episode about it, and maybe I will someday. But my point is that there are many difficult moments that happen when you are a psychic medium, And the reason that I continue to do this work is because the good far outweighs the bad. Well, now let me take you back to last week and explain what happened. Actually, let me take you further back, back to the beginning. At the beginning of March, my husband had told me that he had booked his guy's golf trip to Palm Springs. And so he had told me the dates and I realized that he would be gone during the first anniversary of my father's passing. I was completely fine to be alone and I felt that I had done quite a bit of healing over the year. And then one day I was talking to my best friend in Ontario, and I happened to tell her that Nick was going on a golfing trip, and she had said that her partner wished he could do that. I was actually on speakerphone, and Nick had heard that and said, hey, we actually need a fourth person to go on the golf trip, and so they decided that he should go. So the next thing we knew, the guys, who are really great friends, had their trip to California all planned and set. So then my girlfriend said that I should just go to visit her in Ontario with the kids, because they're all best friends as well. So we figured it would be great to all be together while the boys were away golfing. But the best part of all of it was that I was going to be back home with my youngest brother for the anniversary of our dad's passing. I knew without a doubt that the trip was all divinely timed. So a few days leading up to our flight, my husband got an email from the airline. It said that we could bid to upgrade on our returning flight home. And now I would never normally bother to spend the extra money. But that day I had the strong, and I mean very strong, message to tell him to do it. So he told me that he bid the very lowest amount, and then he said that it probably wouldn't get accepted because it was first class in the pods, and someone would most likely outbid us. But I turned to him and said, just trust me, we will get it. I remember that he just looked at me and laughed. I've said so many weird things to him over the years, and he's just used to it. Anyways, now let me fast forward to the day of our flight. My kids were so excited to be flying to Ontario to see their best friends. And both of them love to travel and are really calm travelers because they've been traveling since they were babies. That day, we found our way to our seats, and for the first time ever, my youngest son asked to sit by the window, and surprisingly, my oldest agreed to let him have it. He normally loves the middle seat, but that day, he felt that he wanted to sit by the window. It was a huge plane. It was called the Dreamliner. So as everyone was getting on board, I remember seeing this one man walking down the aisle carrying what looked like an old briefcase but something like a lawyer would have. And then the most bizarre thing happened. I started to think, gee, I wonder how many doctors are on board. And I thought, there's got to be at least a couple. But what I heard next was so weird. I heard that someone on board was going to have a heart attack and they would need those doctors. Odd, 
Yes, but it was so crystal clear. I know what I heard. So I happen to look over at my youngest, and he is looking completely panicked at this point. He loves flying and is never scared. But for the first 30 minutes of our flight, he kept telling me that he couldn't breathe and that his chest was hurting so bad. He literally kept clutching his chest and telling me how much it hurt. And in that moment, I'm thinking, does he have anxiety or something? I mean, we had just flown to Costa Rica a couple of months ago, and he had never felt like this. So there I was trying to help him breathe and relax. I was even doing Reiki on him for a little while, and it worked. And he had calmed down, and then all of a sudden, he just kind of started to watch a movie and relax a bit. Once I felt that he had settled down, I got my notepad and pen out and started writing and trying to finish an episode that I had started weeks ago. So both of my kids had their headsets on, and I normally would have too, but I wanted to work a little bit while I had the time. So about 15 minutes into writing, I heard a woman screaming for help. She was yelling for someone to help her husband, and all of a sudden, half the flight attendants were running down the aisles to them. They were only five or six rows back in the middle of the plane, so I could clearly see them. After assessing him, they made an announcement asking if there were any doctors or medical personnel on board. Next thing I know, more people were lining up around them. So as I'm cranking my head to see what was going on, I look over at my youngest son and he looked completely panic-stricken. He says, Mom, what's going on? And I knew that I couldn't lie to him. He is way too psychic. So I calmly said, there is a man having a heart attack a few rows back. And he instantly burst into tears. He asked me what we could do to help. And all I could say was just say a few prayers for the man. No one actually knew what was happening to the guy, but I knew. I knew it was going to happen before we even took off, and I sat there feeling completely helpless. I felt for the man in distress, his wife, and my boys. They are both such empaths, and they both looked completely traumatized. My youngest started to have a full-on panic attack. I'm sitting there trying to send healing to everyone, even though I was also panicked. They took the man to the back galley where I could see him laid out on the floor as the flight crew and medical personnel worked on him. Shortly after them moving him, they announced that they were going to make a medical emergency stop in Regina. As soon as we landed, the paramedics came out on the tarmac and took the man. My poor son sat in his seat for almost two hours in full anxiety on the tarmac while we waited to fly again. I had to get up and tell the flight attendants as he was a mess. They gave me a bunch of food, and that temporarily helped him to keep his mind off his panic. We called my husband to tell him what had happened, and he also tried to talk to him to calm him down. The poor little guy kept saying that he was never going to fly again. He was absolutely terrified. So the rest of the flight was not great. I worked on him as much as I possibly could, and we all just wanted off of that plane. When I ended up talking to the flight attendants again, I asked them if the man was okay and if it was indeed a heart attack. Sure enough, it was, just as I had heard. Thank goodness we made that emergency landing because they were able to keep him in stable condition. It felt like the longest plane ride ever, and when we finally arrived, I was so happy to see my childhood friend. She was the one that picked us up from the airport. When we went back to her home for the night, my other childhood friends showed up with their kids, and that night seeing them really helped to calm my kids down. They were both pretty shaken up. The next day, we went to my best friend's house, and from there we had a blast, although at bedtime, my youngest son would get paranoid thinking his own heart was stopping. I was worried that he wouldn't want to fly home. 
But then about two days after we arrived, my husband texted me to let me know that our offer for first class had been accepted. He was like, you said it would happen. And I said, no, I actually believed it would happen. I was so, so excited, but I wanted to keep it from the kids so that if they were nervous at the airport, they would have something really to be excited for. I had made a post on my social media that night that it happened about how flight attendants really should get more recognition for what they do, as I was amazed at how incredible they were when they went into action with that man. I've heard many people refer to flight attendants as just glorified servers. So many of my students, clients, and friends are flight attendants, and I wanted to not only post about it, but now talk about how incredible they are. They are trained to save lives and should be treated with the utmost respect. So here is my advice. The next time that you fly, be extra, extra kind to your flight attendants. Treat them well because you never know they may need to help you someday, and I don't mean by getting you a drink. If any of you have listened to any of my previous episodes, then you would know that I have an extra special place in my heart for flight attendants. Over the years, I have been so blessed to meet so many incredible flight attendants, and I know that our meetings were never a coincidence. They have all been placed upon my path as very special gifts. So when one of them reached out to me to see what had happened after I had made that social media post, She was so kind to offer help for my little guy. She reached out to her fellow employees, some that were on our flight that actually remembered my son. They offered resources and guidance to help him all because of her. She even went as far as contacting the flight attendants on our flight home, and they made the flight extra special for the boys. So the day of the flight, I was dying to tell the boys about the upgrade, but I kept it a secret until we got to the airport. And the only reason I ended up telling them after going through security was because we got to go into the business class lounge. I will never forget the looks on their faces as I told them about the upgrade. Their mouths fell open in amazement and my youngest son told me I was the best mom ever. In that moment, I felt his fears fall away and were replaced with excitement. And the minute we got on board, the flight attendants knew who we were as my girlfriend had told them everything. They treated my boys as if they were royalty, and I thanked the universe for this incredible blessing. So you see, I had to do an episode about all of this. I was given a heads up about it all happening, and when I look back in hindsight, my youngest son knew as well. He was actually feeling the physical symptoms of what that man was about to experience, and I had seen it. So when I say that living this kind of way can be tough, not many people can understand it. How do you explain that you just know things when I even find it hard to wrap my head around it all? When I told my husband what had happened and how I was told about someone having a heart attack, he was not surprised at all. He reminded me that I have this ability which needs to always be viewed as a gift. And I'm working on that daily. The hardest part for me is knowing and seeing that my boys are exactly like me. They have what I have and that is tough. I have to also remind myself that they chose me to be their mom, and I would be able to help and guide them throughout this entire journey as they evolve. I never had that while I was growing up. I was all alone, so at least my boys will have my full love, support, and understanding on this journey of theirs. I hope that someday they will know that I understand them more than anyone else will ever understand them. I hope they will know that we were sent here to be messengers, and hopefully they will also accept their missions to be the lightworkers that they were meant to be. So I want to leave you all with this today. There are so many things in life that are out of our control. We just have to learn to go with the flow at all times. I truly believe that my father that had passed one year ago helped us to recover from what was a huge upset and scary circumstance. 
From something bad, something incredible happened. And that is one of the things I always tell my children. I always say that when something negative happens, if we remain in a state of faith, something great will always follow. Thank you all so much for joining me today on the Divine Messages podcast. May your faith always be stronger than your fears. Whatever you are going through, this too shall pass. If you would like to book a reading with me, I can be reached at www.divinemessages.ca or on Instagram at divinemessages333 or at the Divine Messages podcast, as well as on Facebook under Divine Messages or the Divine Messages podcast. Please bear in mind that the perspectives and opinions represented in this podcast are based solely on the Divine Messages interpretations. We can in no way be held responsible for the actions of our followers.